Who Gets to Decide, a liberty-based podcast that brings a little piece of sanity to a confused society drowning in a culture of craziness. And here is your host, Seth Martin. All right, what's up everybody and welcome to another episode of Who Gets to Decide. This is Seth Martin, your host. Thank you for joining me this evening. Glad you're here. Happy you're listening as always. Well, COVID, I haven't spoken too much about COVID lately, but there's new public, you know, uh, productions basically coming out on COVID, like Died Suddenly that's on Rumble. And there's some, you know, there's some reports here and there. And um, anyway, I just, I wanted to report on it again because, you know, there's a lot of death that's happening uh, around these uh, quote unquote vaccines. And it's disturbing, really. I mean, it, what's really disturbing is they keep pushing it. I see commercials for Pfizer on TV. I hear uh, Dr. Dr. Anthony Fauci. Wow, you know, it's really, you need to get your vaccine, you know, and all that. I can't do the Anthony Fauci <laughs> uh, impersonation, but. He was on Face the Nation, I think, last week, talking about it. And I mean, it's just, it's really something to see these guys just double down on all this stuff. And there's a huge portion of our population, too, that believes this is, this is working. And anyway, I just think it's important to point out, get something on the record here, that it's not really working. First of all, the efficacy is not there. The, the the efficacy when this first they first rolled this out, they said it was 95% effective or something uh, at at preventing uh, covid infection and that is down uh, well some studies show it is actually negative. In other words, you're more likely to get covid or some variant of covid if you've been vaccinated than if you just weren't vaccinated at all, which is that's that's what we call negative effect efficacy efficacy excuse me so you know not only is it not working it's actually making people sicker potentially so but they're still pushing it and it's it's just really something it's really shocking the incentives for this must be lined up in such a way that these people are making so much money uh, that they're just not willing to come clean about it, I guess. I don't really know. But um, it's definitely important to continue to point out that, uh, you know, this is a very dangerous substance to be putting in your body, especially if you're young. You know, what we see is that young people, I mean, really young, like 18-year-old, 14-year-old, 20-year-old, people that are just barely getting started in life, you know, not even really adults yet, are dying unexpectedly. And it's things like myocarditis or, you know, uh, uh, arrhythmias in their heart uh, and things like that. And so, I mean, I, I saw the other day a guy was online. He had gotten his son vaccinated so he could play hockey, and his son died. I mean, this guy was so angry and so upset. I mean, veins were popping out of his forehead and he was just on this rant. And I'm, and I'm sitting there thinking, my gosh, you know, 
if it if that was me, I would be doing the same thing. I'd be so angry. I'd be beside myself. I'd be angry at myself. I'd be angry at the world. I'd be angry at this freaking medical establishment. Uh, I was angry because I couldn't get a doctor to write me an exemption. And I went to three different doctors. You know, what has happened to the doctor-patient relationship? I mean, it's literally been subverted by our government and the quote-unquote public health system. You know, the public... The public health system is like a, a a Nazi organization or something. I mean, it's just it's it's a fascist kind of crazy cult that runs around dictating all this this unsafe shit to people in the population. So I think it's important to keep this in the forefront. Hopefully, you don't get tired of hearing about this. Um, I'm not telling the same stories. These are different stories. So I've got I've got. Uh, one we're going to start with is, is an individual story. It's a news story out of Little Rock. And this young woman is a cheerleader. She's only 18 years old, died. You know, So think about being in high school and the captain of the cheerleading team dies unexpectedly, perfectly healthy. At one point in here, they interview her sister and her poor sister can just barely talk, you know, because she's, she doesn't, it's so unexplicable to her. Uh, so I think it's important to keep these stories out there. Let people know that, I mean, for sure you shouldn't be uh, vaccinating young people. I mean, these these people are at zero risk, near zero. As close as you can get to zero without being zero risk of dying from COVID. Especially now that we're down into these variants and subvariants. So, you know, don't let people you know, or, I mean, I know you don't have any control over it, but certainly recommend that they, you know, shouldn't vaccinate their child. Uh, they need to do a lot of research before they choose to do that. Week, family and friends remembering the life of a North Little Rock high school cheerleader who died Sunday evening rather suddenly. The family of 18-year-old Victoria Moody says that she died from a pulmonary embolism. Telisa Hampton joining us now in front of the school after speaking with the father and sister about how they're sharing her life that they say will not be forgotten. Just real quick here, dying from an, uh, a pulmonary embolism when you're 18 years old is very rare. Okay, that just doesn't happen. And this is happening to a lot of young people. So I just wanted to point out real quick that that is very, very, very rare. And this is happening a lot. The family of Victoria Moody, who often called her Tori, they tell me they're still trying to come to terms with a life without her in it. But with the support of the community, it's been helping them through this difficult time. I got it. With a bright smile and her teammates around her. 18-year-old North Little Rock High School senior cheerleader, Victoria Moody, often called Tori, was loved beyond measure. She's a wonderful human being in and out. Brooke McCarthy says her sister was perfectly healthy until Sunday evening when her dad, Brian Moody, took Tori to the hospital. He called me and was just telling me, like, hey, it's uh, it's not good, Brooke. Um, she's... You know, she, her health is declining very fast. McCarthy says her little sister wasn't in the hospital more than two hours when she died. She apparently had had a pulmonary embolism that was just too far advanced to uh, stop it. 
man, as a father, I just could not imagine uh, the experience of having to take my 18-year-old to the hospital and the doctors are sitting, you know, it, it, it's got to feel like a nightmare. You know, you're sitting there and the doctors are telling you, you know, she's got this pulmonary embolism. She's not likely to survive. And you're just, I mean, what do you, you know, what's going through your head at that point? I just can't even imagine. But this is happening all over the country to young people. And um, it's, it doesn't seem to be slowing down. Now, it, it has moderated somewhat. And I don't know if that's because uh, people have stopped taking the vaccine or, or what. Hopefully that's the reason. But it has moderated some. But you still have a lot of people that, uh, you know, haven't experienced any uh, side effects from taking uh, the COVID uh, vaccination and are still perfectly comfortable with the technology. They haven't done much research into it. They're starting to hear more negative things about it, uh, but I, but you still have a lot of people that are very trusting of this whole process. The government, the the pharmaceutical companies, um, uh, it just it doesn't feel like that uh, the the negativity has has begun to overwhelm the the outcomes that we're seeing in the population. And of course, you know the the. People like Dr. Fauci and Pfizer, I mean, they're still pushing full steam ahead. The CDC has started to uh, acknowledge certain side effects, but they, they contend that they're very rare. And there's nothing rare about these, about these events. I mean, they're, they're happening all over the world to all different kinds of people, all different age groups. Um, one of the things that's been interesting about all this is there's, you know, especially in other countries, there's, there's a lot of cameras everywhere. Uh, people are surveilled pretty pretty highly in uh, in some of these overseas countries, and uh, a lot of these sudden death events are caught on camera, and of course people post them to the internet, and so you you can see a lot of people just falling over, kind of stiff, and just dying right there on the spot. It's it's very bizarre, very scary. Certainly, uh, would not want this going on in my immediate family or even extended family. And so I really feel for these parents. Uh, I, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that they bought into all this bullshit. Um, and now they're, you know, they're reaping the, the, the rewards, if you will, the negative rewards of losing their children. Uh, you know, that's just not normal, by the way. You know, losing your children, you know, dying before you, uh, your children dying before you, that's so abnormal that uh, I, I just can't imagine you know, going on if that had happened to us or something. So I can't, I really feel for these parents. The past few days, difficult to process. I just wish more than anything that she could, you know, still be here. And I don't really understand how I can, how it happened or why it happened. Finding solace in wearing Tori's sweatshirt. It just makes me sad because she's not going to wear it. She's not going to be able to wear it anymore. Knowing cheer was Tori's life. She was going to go to either U of A or Mississippi State. She had gotten scholarships. She had gotten invited to the honors program. McCarthy and Brian grateful for the pouring in of support that's lit a candle in a dark time. She always makes you want to be a better person because she's perfect in every way. As they will forever miss their best friend. She was absolutely the best human being I knew. And I'm forever grateful for the 18 years that, um, I got to, to be with her. 
Very, very sad. I, I noticed they didn't interview the parents. I'm, I'm sure the parents were just on the verge of, you know, committing Harry Carey or something over the deal. I mean, I, I, again, I can't imagine. Uh, it's just not normal to lose your children, you know, before before you pass. That's just abnormal at any age. An 18-year-old, you know, you're sitting there thinking, God, they're just their life has just barely gotten started, you know, and, and here they are. Now, on this, this next segment, there's, there's a little bit of audio, but there's, there's, um, there's a lot of uh, just uh, headline reports. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull it up and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the headlines as they scroll by in this next segment. And then there's a few comments from like Dr. Peter McCullough and people like that. And I opened the paper and I saw this girl had died unexpectedly, woke up and died. Who knows? Young people are dying these days. It is my duty and responsibility as a consultant cardiologist and public health campaigner to urgently inform doctors, patients, and members of the public that the COVID mRNA vaccine has likely played a significant role or been a primary cause of unexpected cardiac arrests, heart attacks, strokes, cardiac arrhythmias, and heart failure since 2021 until proven otherwise so this uh this is dr asim maholtra we've we've profiled him before he's out of the uk and you know the uk i think i've talked about this before the data there is better the data in the united states is so tainted which is part of the problem i think you have to look in these other countries to really see these trends and and really assign kind of a likely cause to him. And, 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 and Dr. Maholtra is talking about, uh, he's, the, he's issuing this warning and he's saying, and, uh, and, until proven otherwise. And so there's a documentary uh, that, that they put together called Until Proven Otherwise, where they, where they basically profile all these cases and, and talk about them. And, you know, all these kinds of documentaries, if you want to watch them, you have to watch them on Rumble. They're not on YouTube. Don't even go to YouTube because YouTube is censoring this information. And they've just determined that the CDC knows better or uh, the World Health Organization or one of these other institutions and that these individual doctors and reporters and people like that that are investigating all this are just conspiracy theorists. <laughs> and I, you know, I don't know why somebody like Dr. Peter McCullough would traffic in conspiracy theory. I mean, that's not what he does. I mean, he's a cardiologist. He's, he's actually world known car- cardiologist. He's been published thousands of times. Um, the guy is, is, is really good. Now, incidentally, they're trying to take his board certifications away from him. Um, which is obviously going to change his life quite a bit. Hopefully that doesn't happen. But this is the world we live in now. I mean, if you don't, if you don't walk in a straight line, then we're going to make it so you have no livelihood. Uh, and and this is this is unfortunate. We, we were talking about this the other day about uh, digital currencies, central bank digital currencies, and how they can, if this comes to fruition, they can just basically keep you locked in your home, you know, or if you, or maybe even take away your home. But the idea is, is to disappear you 
from uh, the work world, from the internet, from um, basically make it so you can't uh, produce yourself, produce a livelihood for yourself and your family. And this is a this is a strange kind of totalitarianism, something that's never been seen before in world history, but um, but we're seeing it now. You know, it's it's a it's like a technology trap kind of totalitarianism. 200 papers showing that the myocarditis causes heart damage and a scar, and then the scar becomes the basis for a cardiac arrhythmia, and then the arrhythmia is responsible for the sudden death that we're seeing, and we're seeing sudden death now on a massive scale in younger people. Um, it's my view. It's the COVID-19 vaccine until proven otherwise. So that one was Dr. Peter McCullough, and, and of course he's given you some of the, the processes, you know, the 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 series of processes that lead to this death. You know, he's talking about myocarditis and, um, and then how that leads to scarring and, and arrhythmia. And then the arrhythmia is what kills you. Now, arrhythmia is not rare per se. And so that's why the assignable death is just, oh, he died unexpectedly. You know, he had uh, a cardiac arrest or arrhythmia and died. And so and in many cases, they're not assigning this death to the to the vaccines, the mRNA vaccines. But what these guys are saying is, no, no, no. These are this is directly related to the mRNA vaccines. Now, another doctor out there, and we've talked about him before on this program, is a guy named Ryan Cole. So the reason I'm giving you these names is so you can go do your own research or share research with people you know. But Dr. Ryan Cole is a uh, a pathologist. And, of course, pathology is all about looking at tissues under the microscope and looking for abnormalities so that they can assign a true cause of death. And that's, of course, what needs to happen. But many of these people that die unexpectedly, they're not getting autopsies, okay? That's not happening. So they're just left with, oh, they died with an arrhythmia, and that's it. So it's very, very difficult for... Uh, people like me or other people that are talking about this to to kind of be legitimate because it sounds like conspiracy theory. But uh, you don't have to look any further than than these 18-year-olds dying to know that uh, this is not normal. And until proven otherwise, that you know, which is the title of their documentary, we should proceed with caution and, and until they can show us Otherwise, that this is not happening, in which, by the way, they have no interest in doing. I mean, you haven't seen anybody even entertain this idea on network media. Uh, Tucker barely, Tucker Carlson just barely touched on it, and he almost did it in a snarky way, like a non-serious way, and so it didn't really have any kind of effect, I don't think. 45-year-old Deputy Sheriff Chad Beatty coroner says he suffered a cardiac event in his patrol car. Okay, again, let me mention that in these video, in this video, they don't really, um, they just show the headlines. So I'm just going to read some of these headlines to you just so you can get a sense of the deaths, the number of deaths, the sources. This one's from the New York Times, and this lady's named Charlby Dean. She's star of a, a top 
winner at the Cannes Film Festival dies at 32. That's pretty young. Unexpectedly, by the way. Um, this next person, this is the uh, young lady that we talked about already that died uh, in Arkansas, the cheerleader that was 18. Uh, of course, you heard that news report. This is from Vaccine Safety Research Foundation from November 4th, 2022. This young guy um, was 17-year-old. He died on stage during a choir performance. Can you imagine how shocking that must have been? I mean, to the parents that are in the audience watching that thing, and this, this guy, while they're, you know, they're in a performance, just keels over and dies. Um, this is a high school senior who passes away suddenly. They just have his picture. They don't say anything. It's from the Vaccine uh, Research Foundation. Um, you know, these are, these are young people, you know. Here's a, in Cycling World magazine, you know, a, a top athlete. I mean, this guy's a top athlete. And it says, hard to process, Cycling worn, uh, World mourns 28-year-old star athletes shocking death. I mean, these are, these are athletes that are, they're very, you know, fit. I mean, they shouldn't be dying, right? Here's one brother of police officer who died suddenly at home, believes his death was due to COVID vaccine. Um, you know, that's somebody saying, you know, Hey, he got vaccinated and died shortly thereafter. Um, I don't know what this means. Sporty plumber, 26, I don't know what sporty plumber means, but 26 dies 12 days after getting the Pfizer COVID vaccine as authorities probe if his tragic death was, I can't read the bottom of it, but the source is uh, the Daily Mail in Australia. Um, here's one, Newton teenager, not sure where Newton is, but this was on CBS, Channel 4 News in Newton. Uh, Newton teenager dies and collapses. This one doesn't say how old this child is, but he doesn't look. He's a little black uh, kid, and he can't be over 14 or 15 years old tops. Uh, this next one is a, a radio presenter, 44, died due to complications from the COVID-19 vaccine, according to the coroner. And this was reported by BBC News. So BBC News, you know, I guess they're, got uh, misinformation uh, campaign going on over there. Uh, Jacob Mayfield, 27 years old, died suddenly as a cardiac of a cardiac event. It doesn't say what the source is. It's got a picture of him though. Um, this one is a 20, 21 year old athlete dies suddenly of a heart attack. Um, while at dinner with friends. I mean, can you imagine being at dinner with your friends and one of your friends just kills over and dies? I mean, these are very traumatic events for people to be experiencing. And uh, there's just no explanation for it. Uh, Andreas Fry, dead, cause of death unclear, but died suddenly. Uh, that, that was a story by a, a writer named Jessica McBride, but I it's cut off the, the source. These sources might be cut off on purpose just to protect some of these authors that are, uh, 
you know, that are writing these stories. Uh, here's a soccer player, 39 year old British soccer star, Craig Farrell dies mysteriously. That's by Jim Hoft. Um, here's one professional bodybuilder, Paul Polochik dies at age 37 hours after competing. And there was another guy that was kind of like this guy, except he was, he was not a bodybuilder, but he was a, um, uh, a fitness kind of person, you know, fitness made his business in the fitness business. And, uh, he actually was promoting the vaccine a lot and, uh, ended up dying. In fact, he said, if I die from the vaccine, you'll, you'll know it's from the vaccine. Cause he was so healthy that, uh, he basically was just really confident in the vaccine, but, uh, obviously he ended up dying. Um, so, uh, here's a lady named, uh, Julie Powell, uh, this is in Us Weekly. Uh, she was the uh, writer of Julia, Julie and Julia. Uh, that was the movie about Julia Childs. And she uh, died of cardiac arrest at 49 years old, unexpectedly. Uh, here's another one. Heartbreak is a, a young American footballer. Uh, Luke Knox dies at age 22. So this is a uh, European football, you know, like soccer. Uh, but these people are some of the most healthy people in the world. And this guy died unexpectedly. Uh, New York Times editor, 49, dies of a heart attack hours after receiving COVID uh, booster shot. So there's just, you know, there's just story after story uh, about these people. And if you go online and type in died suddenly or something like that, you'll, you'll find just numerous stories about people that have died suddenly. And this is all within the last, uh, I would say since uh, spring of two, uh, 2021. Do you know the Canadian comedian, Nick Nemiroff? Here he is in hospital. I will not get the third shot. I will not. Pfizer me once, no shame. Pfizer me twice, shame on COVID. Pfizer me three times, shame on you. You want me to get a third shot? What's next? A fifth shot? No, thank you. Uh, we'd ask him on the show, but he's dead. 32 years old. Cause of death unknown. That was Mark Stein reporting on his program about this uh, guy, Nimiroff, who's a, a comedian. And it's, it's a video, uh, and it's him in the hospital filming himself with his phone. And he's doing this, you know... Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you kind of thing, except he's doing it uh, around the vaccine. And uh, and he's like, what? what's next? A, a fifth shot? A, a, you know, a sixth shot? You know, it's just bizarre really to think about how you could be laying there and you're thinking you're going to be okay because you're in the hospital. And you're thinking, what's next? A fifth shot? No, you know, what's next for this guy was death. That, that's what was next. So this is uh, these are very serious problems um, with this mRNA technology. And it's almost, I mean, this is very edgy and conspiratorial, but it's almost like it was planned this way, like they wanted it to do this. Because what's interesting and scary about the way these deaths are happening is they just look like heart attacks. They just look like heart failure and 
and things that people normally have. The problem is the, the, the occurrence is much, much higher. I mean, um, I've done numerous shows on COVID and, oh, I don't know, back in the spring, um, early summer, I did one about a 40% rise in all-cause deaths um, that was being reported by insurance companies. Uh, and then there's the, another uh, a bunch of people from the military and, and government positions that had uh, access to this DMED data. Um, that They were showing similar data in that, in that data set. And a 40% increase in all-cause deaths in the age group between 18 and 49 is a huge increase. I mean, that's like a, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with normal distribution curve where, you know, most of the data is in the one standard deviation. And then uh, I think it's like 67% of the data is in, in uh, the first standard deviation, which is generally called one sigma. And then there's two sigma and there's three sigma. Well, three sigma contains like 98% of all the data. Well, this 40% increase in all-cause deaths is like a 16 sigma uh, event. So it's you're talking about a very rare, I mean, one in 5 million or something like that, or one in 100 million type of event. So this is not just some, this is something that should be investigated. Uh, not something that should just go, oh, well, you know, suicides are probably up and, Car crashes are probably up. There's probably a number of things are up. It's probably not just the vaccines. Yeah, but the vaccines are the only thing that really happened everywhere, right? So, but there's just not any curiosity in any of this stuff to look into it. So you have to do it yourself. You have to, or you have to find somebody that you trust that, that's willing to do it. Someone like Alex Berenson, or, you know, me, I'll report on what Alex Berenson or, uh, Dr. Peter McCullough or Dr. Ryan Cole uh, or uh, Dr. Uh, Robert Malone. I, I report on what these guys are doing. And what they're doing is very edgy and um, uh, not popular with institutions like the CDC or the World Health Organization or um, uh, the uh, you know NIH and these other quote-unquote authorities. But that believe me personally, I believe that's where the truth lies. So look, if you like this kind of programming, you like this content, share the show, send it around, send it to a friend. Um, we got the holidays coming up. I, I don't know if I'll be able to get five shows out a week during the holidays. I'll try, but it's really hard to do. Um, when you're supposed to be sitting around visiting with family, uh, but I'll continue to try to do that. I've got uh, a, uh, another clip here, very short clip, but you know I want you to come back. If you you know you you show up tomorrow to listen, then I'll show up here to talk. We just saw a montage uh, implicating, I think, clearly demonstrating that the COVID nineteen vaccines, actually all of them, cause myocarditis or heart inflammation, and it's fatal.